Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Well, this is some Thanksgiving time, eh? Households are alone with their turkeys and stuffing, isolating for the greater good, not to mention for their own good health. And hopefully, Black Friday will not involve mobs of people close together jostling for the best deals in large department stores. But folks will still shop this weekend, and there's a good chance that at least some of the gifts shoppers will go after, whether online or in person, will be digital or electronic. So before folks head out shopping, here's a suggestion. When buying that swell new fitness watch or video doorbell or baby monitor or smart speaker or smart coffee maker or any of dozens or maybe even hundreds of digital doodads, think about the three P's. Product, price, and privacy. Most folks will concentrate on the first two P's, but it's that third one that could put a person in a world of hurt if it's not thought about. In this pandemic time, there's an unfortunate dearth of good news. But here is a small splash of good news for shoppers this holiday season. The Mozilla Foundation, the nonprofit outfit that produces the Firefox web browser, has set up a website called, quote, Privacy Not Included, end quote. As its name suggests, Mozilla has checked out, at last count, 136 electronic doodads of one sort or another in 10 categories. And none of those categories, by the way, are computers or tablets or phones. And Mozilla evaluated the level of privacy protection that those products offer or don't offer. Clicking on a product at the website brings up a description of the product and what it does, as well as a very big question. What could happen if something goes wrong? That's followed by a dozen specific questions that can affect the user's privacy, along with Mozilla's evaluation of whether privacy is included or not in the product and to what degree. Questions include, for example, can it snoop on me? What data does it collect? How does it use this data? What is the company's known track record for protecting users' data? Does the product use artificial intelligence? Does the artificial intelligence use your personal information to make decisions about you? Does the company allow users to see how the artificial intelligence works? And several other questions. All questions that a buyer should care about, but in the hurly-burly of holiday shopping, buyers may not have thought about at all. It's worth a stop at the site before grabbing that auto litter box that lets your phone know when your cat has pooped. That is, by the way, a real product, and there are many more. Tim Sample once described a particular non-digital product as something you never heard of, but once you do, you can't live without it. Some of today's digital doodads may strike some listeners that way. If they do, stop by https colon slash slash foundation dot mozilla dot org slash en slash privacy not included. Pay attention to that third P, privacy, today so that you don't have to call the fourth P, police.
tomorrow. Meanwhile, the COVID-19 infection curve has been rising at a very alarming rate here in Maine and all across the country. That has increased calls for people to download COVID tracking applications on their phones, which can warn them if they've been in contact with somebody who has tested positive for COVID, or if the phone owner has tested positive, provide a way to warn people who have interacted with him or her in the past little while. In theory, at least, those trackers could help reduce the spread of the virus. But there are also a number of recent headlines about the pandemic in general, and tracking apps in particular in the tech press, that might give a person pause before loading an app on their phone. Headlines, for example, like How COVID-19 Turned College Campuses into Surveillance Machines. Research shows iOS COVID apps are a privacy mess. The pandemic's digital shadow, and on. You get the idea. We don't have time now to go over all the specific stories behind those headlines, but one may give us a heads up about some of the problems with the glut of real and supposed COVID-related apps available today. Jonathan Albright, who's the director of the Digital Forensic Initiative at the Toe Center for Digital Journalism at the Columbia School of Journalism, analyzed 493 COVID-19-related applications across 98 countries. And those are only the apps available for Apple phones or tablets. He didn't even try to examine all the Android apps now available. What he found was not heartening. There are, first of all, many official track and trace or quarantine monitoring applications that have been built by state or national governments or national health services. Those are one type of app. In addition, there are hundreds of other apps that are designed for use in schools, at workplaces, that claim to provide clinical advice or specialized COVID-related information, and on and on. Regular listeners may recall that early in the pandemic, Apple and Google worked together to create a system that was usable on both Apple and Android devices that, if loaded onto users' phones, could provide a workable track-and-trace COVID warning system without creating a central database that identified users personally and stored their personal information. The companies offered that framework free to anyone who wanted to use it, especially government health agencies. That's the good news. The bad news is that Albright found that of the 493 COVID-centered apps, exactly 47 use this relatively private and very effective framework. The great majority of the rest of those apps can and do ask for permissions on phones to do things that seem very suspicious. Almost half use the phone to track the user everywhere the user goes all the time. In addition, lots of the apps asked for access to the device's camera or microphone, photos, and even personal contact lists. Not good. We'll post the link to the report on the webpage for today's show in the Public Affairs Archive at www.weru.org. Bottom line, all of us are thinking, hopefully, about the COVID pandemic 
how to stay safe, and how to control it. Most of us are probably also thinking about the upcoming holidays. In both cases, those who care about the privacy of their personal information would be wise to look into the specifics of any COVID-related app that a person might consider loading onto a phone or a tablet. And we'd also be wise to check on the privacy provisions of any new state-of-the-art digital doodad we're considering purchasing for ourselves, our families, or our friends this holiday season. We'll do our best to keep an eye out for developments in both of those areas and share them right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. <laughs>